0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Verbose, a podcast by Mary on being vulnerable. Hmm. See, vulnerability is one of those things that has quite a few parts to it, right? There are a few aspects that really can't be summed up into one tiny definition. And I'm finding a lot that many people confuse over sharing with vulnerability, right? So you meet a total stranger and they'll think that the quicker they can share with you all of their problems and their woes and their quote-unquote fears and the way people have done them and the things that da-da-da-da-da, they think that the sooner they could do that, the sooner they become your BFF. And I just, I found that that's not always the case, right? And I really have to make today's episode a story time because this is the only thing that's really going to bring it home for me. In, in the way that I'm trying to explain what I'm really trying to explain. Hmm. <laughs> So I have a neighbor. We're going to call the neighbor Dan, right? Dan, ever since I moved in, has had a liking to me. It was not clear in the beginning just because I tend to miss the signs because I'm just not looking most of the time, if that makes sense. Um, Dan and I's interactions began when his package was mistakenly delivered to my apartment. I'm always getting packages... Seven days a week, so I didn't think anything of it when I heard the knock on my door. I just pushed the box, um, like into the apartment and didn't even look down. I was like, "I'll get to it later." And then maybe like an hour later, he I heard knock on my door. It was Dan asking for his package because Amazon took the picture and he got my doormat. Mm, Yeah, so that was that. And then I didn't see Dan for I want to say at least two months had passed. And then we ran into each other once again, a pass cross, because I thought that I lost my keys and I was doing the thing that a neighbor would do when they're looking for their keys because I thought I left it at the door and someone may have have picked it up. Anyway, let's just, long story short, Dan and I apparently um, became a thing, not to everybody, but to certain people who would see us attend events together. But it was only because he was down the hall and he would call me and be like, hey, you want to go down to the such and such? So, I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't say it was that many. It was like a handful. But the last time I saw Dan, I would say it was probably like two or three months ago. Two months, maybe. I don't know. i don't keep track. But that's the story of Dan, right? So fast forward to about a week and a half ago, somewhere around there, when a family friend of mine was visiting And I happened to be pointing to her um, a camera that was in the hallway that resembled one that I wanted installed. And Dan discouraged me because he said I bought the wrong thing and it was supposed to be for a house and yada, yada, yada. And he kept wanting to come over and prove it to me, but I just thought that was just his way of trying to come over, so I just never let that happen. And I just kindly, like, returned uh, the doorbell. And so I was showing my cousin, like, look at this thing on the wall that another neighbor now has that Dan was telling me was not the right thing. Dan told me these were for houses, not apartments. And I guess that particular neighbor must have caught me on camera saying Dan's name. Either that or she had already been watching me and I didn't know. And so one of those days when my cousin was there, I, our paths crossed and we go from talking about the doorbell to Dan, like it literally went from zero to hundred real quick. Like one moment I'm asking her, did you have to wire this? I don't want to mess with the wiring. I just want to do something simple, very like easy to like, you know, remove when it's time for me to go, et cetera, et cetera. She's like, yeah, 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 it's great. So, yeah, Dan's my man. Is Dan your man too? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and so that threw me for a loop. But I sh- that should have been my first red flag of, like, she's been looking for a way to talk about this person. And so, again, with me just meeting her, I was like, she's a bit strange. And so I politely say No. I uh, danced on my man, and she's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because he's not my type." And anybody that knows me really knows, like, that he's not my type is a very loaded statement because there's so much more to it than that when I say that. But anyhow, I kept it short and I went about my business. I went home. Thirty minutes later, I think I was headed to my car, ran into we gonna got her Daniela. I ran into Daniela, and she's all like, hey, have you spoken to Dan? And in my head, I'm like, why would I speak to Dan? So I say to Daniela, I'm like, hey, um, no, I have not. I've not spoken to, to Daniel in like months. And she's like, oh, okay, just tell me the truth, woman to woman. Like, did you F him? And that was like literally the beginning of a never ending series of questions that she was to follow me around the garage, literally not giving me any social distancing. I'm trying to find the elevator. She's following behind me. She's like, let's walk this way. And I'm like, no, I'm walking that way. And again, it's just the mellow in me because (laughs) to be honest, the way she was on me, she really deserved like a really nice like tail off session. But I couldn't be bothered. I had something to do. And I was trying to do that something. And anyhow, um, needless to say, like, it was getting too long. And I just had to tell her, listen, like, I got to go. Like, I really honestly do got to go. Like, I don't know what this is that you're trying to do. I don't know what this fake friendship you're trying to build with me in 15 minutes, you know, by telling me that he's paying for your PhD. And, you know, he, you're really just using him for his money. And, you know, you, I'm beautiful. I'm this and I'm that, and you don't know why he skipped over me. And you you knew that he really loved me, and you could tell he really had a thing for me when you guys walked by my door. And you've already known who I was, and all this stuff, right? She thought if she just spilled all this information, that would all of a sudden make me think that we were close, right? <laughs> and I was just like, it's, it's homegirl, alright, like. Is it the henny or is it the drugs? Like, what y'all doing? So anyway, I just escaped. Let's call it that. And then it hadn't even been an hour. And then I get a text message from Dan talking about, Hey, Mary, what did you say to my girlfriend earlier? She called me freaking out. (laughs) I don't even think I need to explain to you guys how that that went. You know, because did he even deserve a response? No. Did he get one? And the answer is no. Because the real question is, like, what did the girlfriend say to me? Right? What did you say to her that made her that insecure that she had to come and fake friendship, uh, build a fake friendship with me, right? Fake Kiki to try to, like, get information out of me, information that she couldn't get out of you because you'd known me for months, but you didn't know anything about me. See, this is what I'm saying about vulnerability, right? What people don't understand that vulnerability is. See, although I knew Dan all those months, although I spent more time with him than all the other neighbors, which is, was just still an insignificant amount of time, Dan never knew a single thing about me. I was never vulnerable with him. That was a very conscious choice. You know, I don't have to be that way. And I don't usually have to try, rather. It's just, for me, everything happens in stages. I had to fill it with you or I don't. But Dan specifically had super, super red flags for me, just as a human being. But once I started to get that he was interested in me on a romantic level, I really had to, like, stonewall him. Because, (sighs) that's another story, guys. That's another podcast episode. But my point I'm making is that This girl really went through all of this, all of that pretending just to try to get information out of me. And at the end of it all, it was almost like she was trying to convince me to like him. She's like, but why aren't you interested in Dan? Have you ever seen him dressed up? He pays for my everything. Has he paid for anything for you? Uh, Did you guys do this? Did you guys do that? Well, okay, well, if nothing is in between you guys, can we just like knock on your door a little later on and go to lunch? I said, that's going to be a no. That's a hard no. That's a solid pass. You know, but it just really got me to thinking, you know, like human beings are so funny, you know what I mean because like I literally can talk to you I can talk to you all night long, and I can literally like talk to you like respond to all, anything that you're saying and still give you zero information and so i'm I guess I'm saying all that to say the sharing is not being vulnerable, and I'm getting to the point in my life I'm starting to look at vulnerability as. Um, extroversion, right? I feel like, is that the right word? Extrovertism. God, I can't even English tonight. Extroversion. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Thanks. Extroversion. Right? You know, like that, one of my favorite books to this day is still that quiet, the power of introverts in the world that won't stop talking. This is the exact thing I'm feeling now. I love Brene Brown. Shout out to her, right? Her concepts behind um vulnerability, I think, are just they carry weight. They do. But I still feel like we're getting to the point that there's too much of an emphasis of being vulnerable, right? You hear it in the business world, you hear it on social media. People are like, be vulnerable. People can relate to you. People need to know that you're a real person. <laughs> And I saw a video of Beyoncé once, and I was like, that's it. She nailed it. She talked about how she doesn't understand why people get so, like, personally involved and invested in, into an artist's life. If the person is known to sing, then appreciate the songs, right? Do not be so concerned about what that person does outside of that. They do not owe you anything else but the music. And that's how I feel. I'm, I feel like even as a, just a non-famous person, like, I don't owe my story. I don't owe my heart. I don't owe anything to anyone. And it's not something that I should feel like I have to give in order to, um, I guess, earn anyone's anything, if that makes sense. And I felt like there's still something to be said about like reserving those quirky sides of you and those precious moments for those that like you've ultimately deemed deserving of that. I think it's great. I don't think it makes you any less of a person if you don't want to be vulnerable with the World Wide Web or just every human being that you run across. And I'm just enjoying the freedom of going back to that. You know what I mean? Being unapologetically not vulnerable. (laughs) Like, I'm just over it. And I really hope I made any sense on this podcast, but if nothing else, I hope you enjoyed the um, story time because I was certain I was talking about 25 minutes, but this has only been 30, 13 minutes long. Wow. Yeah. As always, thank you for spending another episode with me. I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye now.